welcome to Crave the Book Podcast, episode 18. Today, we are finishing Crave in chapters 61 through 64 of Tracy Wolf's Crave, and we're going to be covering the bonus chapters from Jackson's perspective at the end of the book. So guys, let's go ahead and get started with our very last episode for Crave. Guys, we are at the end. This is episode 18 of Crave the Book, and we're covering chapter 61 through 64, plus the final end bonus chapters of Crave. And then we're going to be switching over to Crush for the new year. We didn't time it that way, but somehow that's how it all worked out. And I'm not complaining at all. I think that worked perfectly. So Crush will be our next episode, it's going to be like season two of Crave the Book. I thought about changing our logo to Crush the Book. What What do you think, Amber? Should we change? We'll keep the podcast name the same, obviously. But for the thumbnail, should we change it to Crush the Book? I think so. Also, all of the titles would eventually make sense. Apart from Court, because that just sounds creepy and sounds like we are dating a book. Court the Book. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's do that. We'll just change the thumbnails for the future episodes. Um, I would also like to have to put up a vote um, as to whether people want us to like add in an extra episode a week, do longer episodes or talk less but cover more chapters, because there is going to be a point where we're still doing crush and court will come out so yeah we need to um we need to pace ourselves a little bit different through crush and also then cover covet as well and whether people would be happy for us to just blast through uh court when it comes out when it's been released blast through court and then do what we did with the catmere guide and do a single one-off special episode where we talk on the book on as a whole and then continue our regularly scheduled episode chapter things that we're doing with crush and covet whether that's something that people want we, we, we're kind of like a we want to do it before we start so that everything is succinct and like regular and consistent but we also don't want to change it so much that people don't enjoy the pace of it like they did with this podcast yeah i think that that's going to be the most realistic we'll we'll just do like a quick you know, episode, just court as a whole, our review of court, and then we'll continue because by then we should be reading Covet. We'll continue through Covet and then we'll do normal full episodes of um, of court until we finish that one. And then by the time we finish, Charm should be out. So we'll be able to probably yeah. pick up there. Because so. we're, we're going to want to discuss it anyway yeah exactly <laughs> so we may as well record it because we've got no one else to talk about it with guys we <laughs> just you just us <laughs> yeah um couple extra little uh notes before we get into the episode um we are doing an asmr series exclusively on the youtube channel so if you're only listening on spotify or what other other podcast apps you might be listening from? Pandora. Pandora. <laughs> Make sure that you pop over to the YouTube channel and sub uh, subscribe because we're doing some ambient tracks. We've got Christmas Eve at Cat Mirror Academy was last week's uh, ASMR track. We also have a snowy walk around Cat Mirror. That one isn't my favorite because I kind of messed up the sound on it. Um, I might end up redoing that one. And then we also have Studying with Jackson in the library. And there should be another <gasps> one posted this Sunday. Do you, know, do you know what you're doing this Sunday? No, I don't. I haven't I decided think yet. because it's New Year, 
we should do the Dragon Court firework display. Oh, that would be fun. Dragon Court firework display? What do you guys think? Like should... a New York sounds. Yeah. Let's with do fireworks. We'll do that. Okay. Because it will be the second. So kind of new year. <laughs> I'll I'll post it early. I did that with the, yeah. with the New Year's Eve episode. We'll do yeah. it early. We'll do it on uh what day's uh what day's New Year's Eve? Wednesday? No. Um the 31st is Friday. Friday. Okay. I'll I'll post it on I'll try to post it on Friday for you guys so you can enjoy it for New Year's and actually play it on New Year's Eve. Um or you can read to them. That's what I created them for so you have something to listen to as you're reading through these books or really any other books. They they kind of fit. Um or to just use this white noise maybe while you sleep or clean or whenever you like to listen to white noise. So that and, uh, is... And a quick little hint that if you have puppies or dogs who get really panicky with fireworks, play the firework music to them on a very, very low volume for a few hours, and then fireworks don't seem so no. crazy. They just they... need to... Um, what's the word? Like... Desensitize. Yeah, desensitize to the sound. Um, and normally people panic and then try and like put like really loud music on, but... Think about like if you were if you were a person and you were overstimulated by a certain noise, would you rather it gradually get just get louder so that it's background noise, or would you rather someone added an extra layer of just as crazy music? <laughs> yeah. Life hacks from Amber. Woof woof by Amber <laughs> Marie. <laughs> um, last little thing, and probably the reason why most people are listening today. And everybody's going to leave right after we announce it. How much you want to bet? We should wait until the end. We should sprinkle the winner Check. of the giveaway. Is <laughs> sprinkle. Put it in just the middle. To check our analytics when, we've, yeah. <laughs> when we get a chance to just see the drop. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully people stick around and, and listen to, to We're the pretty funny, guys. We're pretty funny. We are. I mean, we think that we're funny. Apparently everybody saw, else um, does. Yeah, well, I, I saw a comment on YouTube and I feel really bad now because somebody goes, oh, it's a great podcast. I love it. But they do get distracted a lot. <laughs> uh, that'd be, yeah, never, first time listening <laughs> to a podcast, huh? You ever... Well, I was thinking, I was like, well, if we didn't, it'd be a pretty boring podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what a podcast is. That's Try listening to any other podcast. That's what happens. That's that's the point of a podcast. But um, we do take your, your notes on board and we will try and get less sidetracked. Yeah, sometimes we try. We try our hardest. Yeah, it'd be really boring if we didn't if we didn't talk about things. But uh, guys, winner Amber told me to pick a random number. I had no idea what order you know everybody was listed in for the giveaway. Uh, but we ended up. I said number fourteen. I don't know. It just sounded like a good number, and that was uh, Instagram user misguided miss m i s s g u i i d e d. So you're gonna All be the double eyes with the double eyes. Yeah. So you're gonna be winning some goodies from us that you can only get through the podcast. But guys, the more that you listen to this podcast, the more we're going to be able to do these giveaways. So make sure that you listen, make sure that you tune in every week. Uh, next week, we're going to be getting into Crush, which I know is where most people actually start getting interested in the series as a whole. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're also going to be doing uh, content on Court and Charm when those come out as well. So tune in and hang out with us. It's a lot of fun. Um, but And we've, uh, and we've just had the... Um the the synopsis for the unnamed one just yeah with remy pre-order 
I'm very excited. I'm trying to guess what it could be called. Like <laughs> cauldron. Cool. That's very Court of Thorns and Roses. -y. I'm just thinking he's a he's a witch, isn't he? So a yeah. warlock. He he's so 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 Cajun. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Now I'm making a fake cover for that. <laughs> Cajun. <laughs> uh, but, um, misguided send us a message on instagram at crave series aesthetic so we can get your uh, mailing address and we will send you a hoodie and the custom cat mirror academy blanket with all of our little art art what what is it art deco is that like the simple like the minimalist covers yeah well i, I would say designs. like uh i don't know what all i don't i don't uh, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what all the art. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take any traditional art classes, so I'm like, yeah, art deco, art, uh, something. Line. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, oh, it's yeah, art. <laughs> there, it's, art. Art deco reminds me of like the 70s with like yeah, the really bubbly. where people finally had um, spare income to make their house yeah. how they wanted it. Um, but it all looked terrible, and it is not my favorite style at all. So no. I, <laughs> I don't think that that's the correct term. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the covers. It's the all the all the stuff that you see on the covers of our podcast episodes. So those will be sent to you as soon as you send us your address. But um, Amber, this has been a long introduction. Do you want to let them know what sound that they should be listening out for if they do not want the series spoiled for them? Yes, as Starla said, that if you are still just on Crave and you want to pace yourself and uh, read Crush and cover later, make sure to listen out for The Wolf Howl. <laughs> um, because that will be our marker for when we are about to go into spoiler territory where we start talking about fan theories and things that are going to come up in later um, books. Uh, specifically like foreshadowing so there is a lot of foreshadowing at the end of this book where we're just like oh, we know but somebody who hasn't read the second or third book probably does not know yeah. so if yeah if you listen out for the howl drop out the podcast you can come back whenever these podcasts aren't going anywhere and um, you can listen to them later when you are caught up yeah these are evergreen like amber and i might be old by now like, we could be old ladies and you could be listening to these if you just picked up the book and you've been under a rock for years. I know that a lot of people are I like... Could, I could have an Ohioan accent. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 could, be, I could be living in America because we have discussed it. Living in America. Li <laughs> I, could, I could have moved and I could have entirely lost my British accent. Assimilated. Oh, no. Don't do it, Albert. Don't do it. <laughs> I'll have to listen to these podcasts to remember what I once sounded like. You won't lose it. I don't think you'll lose it. We get enough. And even now, even now, when I re-listen to them over again, like I realize that I, I mimic you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say certain things, and I'm like, oh, that's not very British. Water. <laughs> you uh, want some water? <laughs> water. Um. So we left off at a cliffhanger. Which, th that's kind of been the trend as, with these. As per usual. As per usual. Leah is, Grace like rips the pages out of the creepy book after being tied down to the altar and throws them into the fire. Did you throw those pages yes. in the fire? <laughs> yes, girl. 
go. But uh, but Leah. And then she gives up. Yeah, Leah's like, oh, you didn't think that I'd actually need that book, did you? And then I'm just thinking, like, why did you bring it then, dummy? Like, <laughs> if you didn't, yep. if you had the whole thing memorized, isn't it a little redundant to bring the super old ancient language book that there's probably only one copy of? To the weird ritualistic yep. sacrifice. But, you know, who am I to say? Um, Amka's gonna be pissed. Yeah, for real. Like, she's... Like, that's not hers. That's that's the library's. And she's just <laughs> ripped and <laughs> burnt a copy of one of the pages. Like, this, like, probably invaluable book that... Yeah. But then, again, of all the spells for her to throw into the fire, bringing back the dead. Probably quite an important one. Yeah. You know, Leah Leah really shows her crazy in these scenes. Like she has an absolute meltdown. Oh, like yeah. she's she is just first of all, I hate when like the bad guy, like haha, here was my plan all along. I did this and this and that like they tell the victim everything that they were going to do oh, yeah, and all of their monologue. Plotting. Yeah, yeah. Monologuing. I, but you know, with this, I if you're really picturing Leah like just flipping out, yeah, I think that it just further um adds to her overall breakdown and craziness however she did say one thing that stood out to me she said that she spent weeks making sure that jackson was ready for her but like in what way i feel like edging huh edging edging (laughs) like was him being upset by grace supposed to grace was supposed to die was him being upset by that supposed to be a part of that whole ritual like what exactly was she priming him up for i'm just a little confused reading the bonus chapters at the end he was very aware of who she was and the fact that leah was specifically like colluding yeah to try and get her to catmere and and for some end because he he wasn't sure what she was doing he just knew that leah had finagled her way into getting grace to come to catmere um and I was I was kind of interpreting that as she had prepared him in ways of turning down his advances, making him feel very alone, so that he would specifically seek her out. Be more like susceptible. And, yeah. Um and like mention things specifically that would make him feel very alone or that grace could be very important so therefore he would spend more time with her and also try and protect her but to a point where he would then start care for her because her whole deal was saying that um she wanted him to feel what it felt like to lose a mate yeah and um he wouldn't get that feeling if he didn't care for her so she probably had to prepare him by making her more available to him. Yeah. I don't I'm getting, know. I'm getting those big um, end of eclipse. Uh, I just, I sat and watched the Twilight series over holiday break because that's what I do. Of course you did. Of course I did. Um, the, I the, the greatest Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's snow in Eclipse, and there's a Christmas scene in Breaking Dawn. Like, come on, <laughs> Christmas movies. Um, <laughs> See, I watched all of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, those I just watched those for Halloween, though. So I, I those oh, are no, like they're more Christmassy for me. Yeah, it's it's a tie. Like, I'll, we'll usually watch them either for Halloween or for Christmas. But I watched Twilight this year for Christmas, and um. 
yeah, Edward's whole like, I want you to feel, or you want me to feel the pain of losing her. Like, it's, it's, yeah. But, you know, that's a common trope. It's not like. It's very manipulative of Leah. And I know that that sounds really silly coming from me when we've known that she was manipulating this whole time. But I mean, she was very, very manipulative where she considered every single part of this. Um, uh, down down to like manipulating Jackson into being there for her because she was like, well, I'm going to give them the tea together. Whereas she could have absolutely isolated Grace from day one, drugged her, put her into the the cave system and Jackson would have just gone, oh, she went home. Yeah. My yeah. plan to to isolate her and alienate her worked. She she was scared and she went home. But that that wasn't what her plan was. She she wanted Jackson to grow to care for her and then kill her. Leah wanted maximum torture. She wanted maximum yeah. sad. She wanted to feed Bitch. off of that sad. Um my favorite part here was when she's like, you pathetic, miserable excuse for, uh, and then Grace is like, human? Like, she just offers that, like, human? I don't know. Yeah. I- and then and then Leah's like, you'd think that I would do all of this for a human? <laughs> what? <Whoa, whoa>, <laughs> um, and there there is a bit um, that Grace says that there is something, um, I, yeah, my note disappeared. Um, it said that it was something that like there was a voice that suddenly woke up inside of her that she didn't quite recognize but it didn't feel entirely un um oh what's the word that's so annoying that my notes disappeared but uh yeah she she said that it was it wasn't entirely unfamiliar yeah yeah um so she was like oh like there's a semblance of the truth here but it feels alien and weird to me but also, I swear I've heard it before. Um, so that was interesting that the voice is now kind of not just sentient, but is like resonating with like, yes, this is me. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Kiwi. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And we'll get into a little bit more of that. And I didn't add it into the spoiler section, but I'll remember. Um because that was some big foreshadowing for the future books. And I almost wonder if that was Tracy's intention, if if that's what it was supposed to be, or if she kind of did, like, there's two writing styles. There's the people who plot things out, and then there are pantsers. And pantsers are the ones who are, like, sitting on the seat of their pants, and they basically just write as they go. Like, they they think up everything as they go. They don't plot that far ahead. I am not oh, that person. Pantsers. I thought you were saying panthers weird. No, pantsers. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. Panthers. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting on the edge of their panther. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the actual term for them is uh pantsers. Oh. I am not a panther. No, write. you're not a panther in any aspect of your life. No. You have to plan everything to the yeah. end degree. I'm not I'm no. not wearing pants right now. <laughs> yeah. There is absolutely no spontaneity in your life. No. No, no. No, no. Everything is planned very meticulously on paper. <laughs> check marks every day. I will write things on the list that I've already accomplished just so I can check them off. Same. <laughs> to feel good about it. Um <laughs> 
So I really love how Grace is like, but you can't bring someone back from the dead. And then shit starts flying around the room and Leah's chanting with her arms up in the air and she like cuts her wrists and blood is dripping onto the altar. And then it starts smoking. And then Grace is like, maybe there is something to this raising Hudson from the dead thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My fa- my favorite bit was um, when she's like ruminating about how much it's going to hurt because like she's going to get cut by this like sacrificial dagger. This altar knife is like coming at her. She's like, oh, no, I don't I don't want to be cut. And then she's like, oh, she's hovering above me, directly above me. Stabbed. Okay, then. That's great. And then she's awesome. like, she's like, please wipe it off first. Please wipe it off first. Yeah. She's like, I don't want your blood. Ew. Also. <laughs> she, starts, she starts talking about how much blood she's been rolling in. But she doesn't <laughs> want Leah's blood anyway. Near. <laughs> and then Leah's like, open your mouth. And Grace is just, mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh-uh, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't know. If, if someone, if Hudson was in the room and someone's like, open your mouth, I'd be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> open wide here comes the plane yeah. put her put her there son right there yeah <laughs> i just think it's like really comical you know it's not, not just she's not opening her mouth she's like rolled her lips inward as well like a child is like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. no like a child who's like you're trying to feed and they're like no i will not eat this and I will make it as difficult as it possibly could be for you to insert anything into my mouth. And Jackson is outside like, yelling, Grace, Grace, are you there? And she's like, mm, mm. And she's like, mm. <laughs> I thought uh, that and then, the movie moment, like when the movie, uh, if there's a movie, guys, when, when Jackson <laughs> breaks down the wall and Leah's like, you can't be in here. You weren't invited in. And then he goes, no wall, no invitation needed. <laughs> mic drop boom (laughs) walk out that's exit stage left yeah that's gonna that's gonna be the better hold on tight spider monkey of the whole movie i hope so i really hope so because there were a few lines in this that aren't cringy that they're actually really really good lines um and i'm really hoping that they keep them in um they won't they won't that's not how movies Uh, work they pick the worst lines for movies or they just make them up like you better hold on tight spider monkey which never once appears in the book so have you watched uh the the second season of the witcher yet yeah i've watched the whole thing um so you know the bit uh spoilers if anybody hasn't watched the second season of the witcher um the scene with roach at the Mm. edge of the lake um yeah yeah i know i know that bit was not scripted henry henry cavill had already read the witcher series and he's like i want this line put in the the poem about roaming free on the fields yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah yeah he was like we have to put this in and they were like we're kind of arguing against it and he's like if this isn't in this scene isn't in <laughs> like I thought that that was great. That there there was somebody who'd read the books and was a fan before the movie or the series was made, and I'm really hoping that they can do that with Crave. Is that there is an actual super a super fan who who makes sure that the the script stays true and they're a bit of a 
a nerd about it. Yeah, rather than I Robert think, Pattinson, this, who hated Twilight yeah, and everything about it. Yeah, because you can see their hatred on his face towards the end. And then on Breaking Dawn Part 2, that that, that came out right. Breaking Dawn Part 2, um, he you can tell that he's just, he's, he's, he's done. And now he's just going to be as sarcastic as he possibly can be. And it's actually the best acting he does. Yeah, in the entire series, because he's finally just like, do you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna have some fun. This series is a fun series, and I'm really hoping that that could be actually relayed in the movies. Yeah, yeah, me with too. That's... fun things. If, if the act, if the actors are passionate about what they're doing, it's gonna be a good movie. But odds are they're gonna pick somebody who isn't gonna give a a crap about the series unfortunately so <laughs> my keep yeah. your hopes low like put set the bar really low guys set it as low to the ground as you can go and then I, I was one of those people who i read twilight before there was ever a movie in the works i already had who the characters were in my head and that got completely destroyed by the movies um I was like screaming in the theater because they butchered it so bad. But because most <laughs> of our most of our current like listeners probably saw either saw the movies before the books or the b- movies were in existence, so they already had the characters from the movies in mind. Like you can't read Harry Potter and not think of Daniel Radcliffe. You can't read Twilight and not think of Robert Pattinson. It's just that's how it is. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. just hold on to the hope that it'll be good, but don't set the bar high. And then if it is good, then you'll be surprised. And if you if you think that you would make a great Grace or an amazing Flint or an amazing Macy, then just spam Paramount. Yeah, <laughs> bug them. Spam them with like, I will be the best one you can ever ever hire. I know the script in and out. I know everything. You never need to teach me anything. I have got it. I am doing this. And Let me be Macy. Yeah, and hopefully the they don't pick people who are like twenty seven years old. Like that's also a oh they will they will or they'll pick those like child actors that like grow into the role but the first one is always going to be terrible yeah like Harry Potter yeah their acting was so bad yeah but they were <laughs> cute them. they were cute oh they so. were they were but the th- I think the reason why they're good now is because we were we watched them when we were kids yeah so we we watched them when we were relatively the same age as them so we didn't necessarily look at them and go wow their acting is bad our standards but were look- low <laughs> yeah looking back now it's like super nostalgic but if you watched harry potter for the first time ever as a 29 year old you'd be like oh Ew. this is cringy yeah anyway um, that was that was a big segue <laughs> we said we went whoopsie um so jackson gets stabbed <laughs> <laughs> he after yep. he's he's been shot now he's been stabbed um jackson he's also been like mauled by a dragon yeah he's been like beaten up severely like he's limping into the room he needs some bulletproof gucci or like some kevlar <laughs> gucci to... <laughs> yeah steel toe cap gucci <laughs> yeah yeah for real um i also i love that when Jackson's making that, like, the ball of smoke, which is essence of Hudson and all the crap in the room was, like, flying around. Um, Gray says, every time it looks like Jackson might have it contained, a small stream escapes his hold and he has to start all over again. 
And I was just thinking of like, yeah, same. Like every time I do the laundry and I'm carrying all my laundry in my arms and I drop a sock and I pick up that sock, I lose another <laughs> sock. And then I'm just walking down the hall dropping socks. <laughs> I did wonder what. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I just saw the note saying sock. Like just one single, single sock. What? <laughs> oh, yes. That's, yeah. I get it. And then Jackson, (laughs) this is my favorite note. Jackson Kamehameha is the ball of energy at Leah. And she's like, yes, daddy, finally. Thank you. (laughs) That should have been your first warning. The the moment that somebody says thank you for firstly stabbing, being stabbed, and then having a ball of smoke like held at their face, you'd think, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Why, Why is she thanking me? You know, in the fake battle in Breaking Dawn that didn't actually happen, but it would have been Ugh, the most frust- the most frustrating <sighs> thing ever. No. I kind of wish that they just stayed with it because it was it was great. It was amazing. It was like the most surprised I've ever been <laughs> in a Carlisle's movie. Head. I was like, <gasps> <gasps> no, this didn't happen in the book, and the fact that it didn't happen in the book and it's continuing to happen, I'm so like, I'm 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 here for it. I I I'm sad that people are dying, like dying, but why? and then like alice is just like yep that was all a dream and you're like ah but yeah um, marcus he when he's about to get killed i can't remember who kills marcus the oh the 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 russian were they russian the russian vampires uh stefan and uh i can't remember the other I can't remember the other one. Cre- creepy one and creepy two. Yeah, creepy one and creepy two. Um, <laughs> when when they like rip Marcus's arms off, he like outstretches his arms and he goes, "Finally." <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Leah's just like, "Yes, <laughs> finally." Like, does she does she think that her dying is what's gonna bring Hudson back? Like, is that what she's? Is she okay sacrificing herself? Is that why she's like finally? I, I Sorry, said, what? I said was she saying finally because like she know that she thinks that her dying is what will is okay. Yeah, to well, I mean, she got stabbed. So Grace got stabbed and was supposed to inhale the smoke, and then Jackson got stabbed, and then he could have maybe inhaled the smoke. Um, but then because Grace threw the knife at Leah, she was then stabbed, and because she inhaled the smoke, I'm guessing that the ritual was complete complete i don't think she necessarily needed grace specifically i don't know she went through great great lengths to get grace specifically i feel like i feel like that was all just jealousy but if grace would have never went to catmere she wouldn't have been jealous (laughs) no as in like she she like jackson took hudson from me so therefore, I'm going to take uh, someone that Jackson loves. Doesn't matter that I don't need her. I'm just gonna. Jackson didn't love I'm her just in gonna the do beginning, it. though. Like no, when she bought she prepared him. She edged she pre- him. She prepared him. She edged him. She prepped him. And I love when Jackson like falls on the ground and Grace is trying to get him to drink from her wrists. It's you want some water. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine, and for, I, I feel bad for everybody who listens for the first time and they don't understand any of our stupid innuendo. But yeah, that's how you make anybody feel better. You want some water? <laughs> yeah, she hands she hands her wrist, and then um, really the uh, when Grace wakes up in the infirmary, 
It's just the end of Twilight, except it's like if Bella <laughs> actually had balls. Yep. Oh, Mr. And Moore then is like, here. Where's, where's Edward? He's he's not even left. He's he's asleep. He's been sleeping the whole time. And she's like, yeah, bullshit. Thank you, dear. Mr. Moore brought me some tea. Thank you. I love you. I love you very much. It's like it's going to be a regular thing now. Yes, it's going to be a regular oh. thing, and, and it's especially special because at the end of the book, Grace is like talking about how Jackson brings her hot cocoa, and she's like, "He's so considerate," and I just love how considerate he is, and he's so considerate thinking about me. And then while we're recording the podcast, my husband's just down here bringing me tea. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so Jackson puts and on and, her and with the hot chocolate. With the oh. cho- hot chocolate, we finally get what he can eat and what he can't eat. <laughs> yeah, not 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 hot chocolate. Tea's fine. Nope. No milk. Uh, and yeah, he, he finally talks about the strawberry and how much stomachache he had afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But it does digest eventually. He didn't say he had to regurgitate it like Edward Cullen did with the pizza in Midnight Sun. So, <laughs> at least we know. Yeah. Um, and then before, before he uh, takes her out to go and build this snowman um he puts her socks on and she's just so in love and happy and turned on about him putting because socks on because jackson kneels to no one and then i'm just wondering does he have the knee tattoos of the night before too (laughs) (laughs) i don't think jackson would ever get tattoos what did what did what is it i i only kneeled to my to my court, my court, and my crown, and my yeah. Jackson needs some tattoos. What kind of tattoo do you think Jackson would have? That sounds like an uh, a poll question. Oh, do we add it? No, save that for a Wingo Wednesday. <laughs> we'll do tattoos. Like, okay. what tattoos do you okay. think everybody would have? Um, oh, I could do pictures of tattoos, and then they have to pick who would have had that tattoo. Yes, that we're gonna do that. Perfect. <laughs> I'm just imagining Flint's. <laughs> He's got mom in the heart, like the super stereotypical. <laughs> Little dragon wings around the heart. Love pain on his knuckles. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so the school supplies elk blood. We Amber and I have talked about it. Yeah. I, I didn't remember the first read through at all. Um, but no, apparently it's, it's it's elk blood. So that's good to know. I mean, it might not all be elk blood. It might maybe that's just the most common elk yeah blood. i mean elk are elk are big they can you can eat they're elk. huge you can have a steak elk steaks maybe that's what the kids are eating elk steaks the vampires are drinking the blood <laughs> that if there's rugs maybe that i mean where does where does all the fur go <laughs> i've got questions do they give the bones maybe to the werewolves? maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> i was gonna say maybe that's what the chessboard was made out of but you went <laughs> Yeah. You went to, do they give the antlers to the dogs? My dog doesn't like chewing on antlers. I've given her antler chews. She doesn't care for them. She's not a fan. Oh, uh, we, we, we gave one to Pixel, really, really big one, because he, he loves them. And he got, he got down to like the tiniest little nubbin left and it got stuck under our wardrobe door in the rolly channel <laughs> thing. And I could not get it out. And he was just sat there digging at the mirror, like the, the rolly mirror. And Mike's, please stop, please. Stop. So I will get you a new one. <laughs> um, so we got you him a huge one and he's not left it since. He just keeps going back to it. But I absolutely hate the sound 
of his teeth going against it. Like it's proper nails down the chalkboard, like feel like oh. it makes my mouth go dry. <laughs> um so you know, we got everybody talks about the Northern Lights scene and how cute it is, but there really wasn't a lot of substance to that scene. Like there's not a lot of discussion taking place. It just describes exactly what happened, and then they talk once they're back in Jackson's room. Everyone talks about that scene being very special. I thought that the building the snowman scene was a lot cuter. And then we find out that the hat, the vampire hat, was a gift from the blood letter. Like, mm-hmm. I liked that scene a lot more. And they're joking and Jackson is actually talking. I, I felt like that was a way more meaningful scene um, of the two of them. Yeah. It's cute. It's cuter. Yeah. It's more productive. And Yeah. Yeah, I actually like Jackson. He, he doesn't use his powers. He doesn't use his powers to make the snowman. No, he's just he's just being normal. Being normal. That's that's the most normal that he's been, and I think that that's that's the only scene where I really really like Jackson. I'm sure you, most of you guys know that I don't think that Jackson is a very good um, a very good partner for Grace. Not that he's a bad person, but I think that he acts a bit immature and overprotective and not in a way that is good for grace's development as a uh as a growing you know teen and paranormal but um yeah so everything goes back to normal grace is talking about how she's got classes again and she's got to carry her books to class and she's got to go to britlet and salem witch trials blah 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 and jackson's gonna walk her to class and then boom there's hudson with a freaking sword a broad sword yep and he comes out of the puff of smoke with it like as well so where did he get it from yeah yeah he just he just appeared out of nowhere with that is it the land of the dead broadsword i i he's maybe it's like maybe it's ornamental he just grabbed it off of like a suit of (laughs) armor in the hallway it's it, it did he because he came out of the puff of smoke with it he's he summoned it of his Ooh. own will, I don't know. And we never, we like, and 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 spoilers. We never see that sword again, no. guys. It has <laughs> gone. Maybe it's in so Grace's gargoyle brain with her phone. Yeah, with the phone and the necklace that Jackson gave her, and all the things that disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she yeah. jumps. She grabs onto Jackson, spins him around, and takes the blow of the sword. Which and then I, it fades to black. Fades to black. Dun, 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 dun. I love your note here. She's little. Like Jackson is so much taller than her. Did she like spider monkey up on him? <laughs> I don't know. But she says she turns. She she turns him and turns her back so that she takes the blow. Um, and then later on, um, Jackson's talking about her, and she's like, she is little, barely five foot four. And I'm like, five foot four isn't that little. No, we, we, I'm I'm five foot like. The one and nothing <laughs> i thought she was five I'm, two for some reason man yeah what? yeah we're teeny we're teeny we're smaller than grace guys i thought that she was the same size as us never mind then. and i still don't have a supernatural husband grace is a giant apparently. and i have also never run from a conflict straight into a burly into a, man's chest into a chest yes <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish that every running from conflict resulted in just a chest. Like, <laughs> hello. So, <laughs> so we have got the final few chapters, which are the bonus chapters after she has saved Jackson's life 
from Hudson, where essentially she is trapped in stone. Um, and through the second read through, am I right in saying that it doesn't say what she is yet? No. Or did I skip a few words really fast? No, when they're talking about how gargoyles gargoyles choose if they want to when they're when they want to come out. Um the the doctor does say that mm. she is a Okay. Gargoyle. So I was like, did I skim that? <laughs> did I skim it? And actually she's still at the end of Crave. Not only she doesn't know that she's Jackson's mate, because Jackson knows that she's his mate, but she doesn't know that she is his mate. But no, yeah, not only does she not know, but she's also, we still don't know what she is. But I'm glad you confirmed that because I was like, did, what did they, did they say? Did they, did they? <laughs> yeah. And I also, you know, the whole time that I was reading um, the, the first bonus chapter, which was after she's a gargoyle and Jackson's in the office with, uh, with Finn and the doctor and Grace is just kind of propped up in the corner as in stone. I was just thinking about the cat guide. How while she was in stone, Jackson like wanted her in his room, and everyone's like, Egg. "Ew, no, ew, Cheer what up. was he planning on doing? He's just proper up in the corner, <laughs> ew." It's, that that's, wasn't a fever that's... dream, right? Like the like the other vampires in one of their text conversations were talking about like having to convince him that like. No, that's too much. Yeah. Too much. Not too much. Too, too too much. Like what was he planning on doing? Like using her as like a paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> she's only five oh. four, Amber. She's only five four. She'd make And a he could definitely weight. lift her. Even yeah. in stone weight. Like he can definitely lift her. <laughs> whether whether with himself or with his mind, he can yeah. definitely lift her. Um yeah, I'd so... like to know what position she also gargled herself was it was it in the same position as when she saved his life so whatever her face was doing at that point <laughs> yeah i was just thinking like i would be just like so amused if you know when you're going outside and it's really really cold and you make a face and then your parents go don't make that face if the wind changes you'll be stuck like it i'd like to see her just be a gargoyle with the stupidest faces <laughs> He's and just he's, staying there. He's like cupping his hand against her against her face. Like, yeah, you're so beautiful. And she's just. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Jackson goes to the blood letters. And this is the first time that we hear about the blood letter, which, you know, first read through of this book. I read that bonus chapter and it just like it was like too much too soon. Like it all bounced off of me. I'm like, this is weird. But I didn't realize how significant that scene was going to be uh, for the long term of the story. So I actually took more in the second read through. I, I paid better attention. Um, so first of all, the the blood letter, I feel like the tone of the story changes a lot when he enters her lair and there are humans draining in the corner. <laughs> like that yes. was she's creepy, bitch. Yeah. Like the story, went, you know, it's already kind of creepy. Vases of blood on the floor in the tunnels and trying to sacrifice grace. And yeah, like that's creepy. But humans draining from the throat into buckets on the floor. That's a that. Yeah, I was like, wow, this got this got real intense real fast. Um and then she's just all sweet knitting him a hat sitting on her on her couch and obviously uh he goes there to get the spell to break the uh the mating bond. Um But what then a Amber douche nugget. Yeah, that asshole. 
But Amber picked out something that I I, I didn't even remember it at all. The wait, do, the, wait, do we do we want to go into the wolf howl before, before? No, this is in the book. No, this is in okay. The oh, okay. The blood letter flies off. She transforms yeah. into a winged creature that he did not recognize, and then flies off. Yeah, like wait, Just let that that pebble settle, settle there. I didn't remember that at all. My first read through this, it was like no, reading it, for, reading it for the first time again. I'm like, what the hell? She just flew away. Vampires don't turn into anything and fly away. Let's go ahead and 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 he's the fact that he he says that he pretty much grew up with her or knew her when he was growing up. Um, for him to not recognize what she transformed into and flew off. That means that that was the first time that she did it in front of him. Yeah. So that should have been more of a revelation to him. And he just didn't really. He was like, okay, going back home now. Bye-bye. She she raised him. She raised him. And then she just turns into a thing and flies away. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and do the howl because I want to. I want to talk more on that. That was a bit enthusiastic there, Amber. Calm down. Calm down, Amber. Calm down. It's okay. We will get. maxed out my mic. (laughs) So, um, I was like, what if she's, what if she's hiding? What if she's hiding in this ice cave because she is half gargoyle, half vampire? I know, I know. When you said that, I was like, (gasps) no. Like, she's hiding because the vampires want to kill the gargoyles. And she did, she had a deal with Grace's parents and Mm -hmm. and, and Jackson to mate them together as babies they were mated they just her parents took grace away to keep her separate from this magical world i'm like yep i'm like hmm. it's either that or she turns into like a bat like like the adder in Court of Thorns and Roses. She's like a big bat creature. I, I can't. I'm just. Be- I'm, I'm just a bit like oh, because if she was able to transform into a vampiric bat or something similar, I think that she would have shown Jackson by now. Like it would have just been part of their growing up. They could have flown together. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Because he can blimp, but she hasn't, which means that she's been keeping something secret. Like the fact that she could be a gargoyle hybrid, a a a a a, a vampoil, a vampoil, a, a, <laughs> a garpire. <laughs> um, and yeah, once you mentioned that, I was like, oh, and she's hiding. That could that could blow things open. So when we're reading through Crush and Covet, that could change things entirely, because. The string that they have, the mating bond string that they have, is green and black, right? Yeah. But she still has a green mating string or a green string thing. The black, I assumed, was Jackson. The green has got to be attached to somebody or something. Yeah, because there's only one for her in Hudson. What if it's her real mother? The blood letter? Hmm... Like her dad had an affair? Maybe. I don't know. I think that her mom is a gar I think her mom was a gargoyle. I think that her mom I was full don't gargoyle. Th- 
I don't think her parents were her parents. Hmm. Because at no point is it like you know where um during You're Harry adopted. Potter. <laughs> yeah. So you know during Harry Potter where all they say is you look so much like your father, except your eyes, you have your mother's eyes. No one has said anything about how much Grace looks like her mum or her looks like her dad. She's never described her mum in any of the memories, and she's never described her dad in any of the memories. All she says is that her dad looks like Finn. Yep. And I'm just a bit like, if there's no family resemblance, and that she can remember, like, also people knew that her dad was definitely a warlock, but nobody really knew what her mum was. I'm like, does a warlock and a blah, blah, blah eventually create a gargoyle? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Hmm. I have questions. But yeah, I, th- I feel like the blood letter is definitely way more important than she was before you were like, read that she has wings and that she could possibly be a creature. Um, especially when we know that the unkillable beast was mentioned by her and also that he is looking for his queen oh see that would be my my next stop because at the end of covet they're at the school um the school is empty because all the kids were were taken away i would immediately take all remaining students to the blood letter and like how can you help us like mm-hmm. we we need help because i mean they make her out to be sinister and creepy but she's really like she hasn't done anything bad like other than draining people no. in the corner like she's been very helpful like she's in full support of jackson and grace she even when jackson's like yep. we gotta ba- break the mating bond she's like mm, i don't think you want to do that <laughs> also when grace and jackson go back to her for the first time just before they let hudson out essentially um into her head um the fact that she knows how gargoyle magic works yeah she's very knowledgeable and they haven't seen one in thousands of years like to the point where the headmaster and the teacher of like magical creatures and lore or whatever he was called like neither of those knew even how to get a gargoyle to come out of their ungargoyled state but the blood letter apparently knows how to stop somebody from um being trapped in a gargoyle state in addition to somebody that they took along with them Uh, i don't i don't know i feel i feel like she is way more important than she was before yeah plus she's got a cool name like yeah you don't get a cool ass name if you're not going to be important to the story yeah, if you get a cool name, then you're all you're automatically going to be important to the story. If you get yeah, a, you're not just like God one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lady in the mountain, like um. See, that sounds cool though. Lady in the she's mountain. She, lady in the mountain would definitely be a character that you would eventually find out the name of. The lady of the mountain. <laughs> what spoilers did you have? Um. So I I didn't. It wasn't necessarily a spoiler, but. I had no idea that she spent the entirety of Crave not knowing that she was Jackson's mate. So that means that in Crush, she has two. She <laughs> she has two revelations of I'm your mate. Yeah. And you're a go- and the three. Because she, she finds out that not only is Jackson her mate, 
that she is a gargoyle and that also then once everything's happened and he breaks the mating bond that Hudson's her mate I was like wow no wonder we we love that book so much is because so much happens in it um and that all happens within a few pages yeah um and the other um spoiler that I had was during Jackson's um chapters where he's talking about it from his point of view and he's coming down the stairs and he's seeing grace at the chess set um he says that she he can't tell whether she has a death wish or she's spectacularly unobservant because he jumps down an entire flight of stairs and she doesn't even notice um and i was like do you think that the tea that she's been drinking not only dampens her own gargoyle magic but also has made her almost immune to seeing the supernatural that that she wouldn't go after it and pursue it because she just doesn't see it and that reminded me of the shadow hunter series where she has like she comes of age or something and all of a sudden she can see the demons around her but up until then she just thought that she was mundane and she was living in a life and she was just carrying on but then all of a sudden she could see it because something wore off and i was wondering she couldn't have gone through her entire life not just not being able to be able to transform or use any of her magic, but also she would have noticed things. Like she would have noticed that her mum gave her tea and that she would have noticed that things weren't quite the same and that they never spoke of her uncle and like the last time that she saw Macy was 10 years ago but never questioned the fact that he lived in Alaska in the middle of nowhere in a boarding school she just was very not just unobservant but she was very uninquisitive yeah she just kind of accepted everything at face value then again yeah you know if you're if you grow up believing those things i guess it's not obscure like i when i tell people i'm like yeah my my dad he's got dreadlocks down to his butt and he's in a metal band people are and like your grandmother runs a bar and my grandma runs a metal bar where she hosts bands like <laughs> fetus omelet People are like, yeah, <laughs> sure. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> nobody, nobody, yeah. believe, nobody believes me until I'm like, it's true. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it might just be one of those things where she doesn't think it's, she doesn't think it's weird at all because she's been hearing about this shit ever, her whole life. Maybe. I'm just thinking like she, she, she doesn't really notice a lot until she's been at Catmere for a few, a few days. Like things that you and I would be like, hold on a second. What was that? um she just kind of ignores she's really um, dumb and he, about yeah yeah and um i it wasn't just the supernatural but it was also the threat as well the jackson threatening her she didn't she she was scared but it it was almost like the threat didn't hit home that she was just like meh i'm safe yeah when she really was not and the entire time in catmere every time that somebody tried to kill her her brain was just like oh it's okay i'm safe even though, even though the headmaster is never like there to, mm-hmm. to fix it. Yeah, I'm just wondering how much of an influence that tea really did have, because you you would have gone through your life and you would have gone. This makes so much sense now. Now I'm at Katmere. Oh my god, this was where I was meant to be my entire life. It, it is still very much like a. I had no idea. I never even knew that half of this world existed and i grew up in it 
yeah. I hope that um, I hope that we get it in like small chunks in court. I hope that it's not like one scene, yeah. like a, a brain dump of like, oh, here's the truth about everything, and then it's like, well, so- maybe there's going to be more like bonus chapters, kind of like the the witch court, yeah, chapters like spread. Not just throughout court, but also the spin-offs and novellas that Tracy yeah. is writing. And I'm just wondering whether they are also going to have just like almost little snippets that on their own, they might not necessarily mean that if you haven't read them, they don't they don't make, mean that you don't understand the story, but you gain more of an understanding of what happened for that to exist. Yeah. But other than that, that was our, that was our that was all of our all of our topics. That was all that. of Crush, guys. We finished or not Crush, cra- Crave. Crave. Well, it was all of Crave. Next week we're going to be talking Crush, but we've got some fan polls today. So um, Amber wanted to ask the audience something that I thought was a really <laughs> good question. What would be enough to ungargoyle yourself? Like if you. Mm-hmm. Because they said that Grace basically, you know, she'll she'll choose to come out when she's ready. And they're speculating that it's because Hudson's dangerous and they'll let, she'll let Hudson, you know, she would rather be locked with Hudson than let him out if it poses a danger to the school or Jackson or if it means Jackson having to kill him again. Um, but what would ungargoyle yourself? And we have some really interesting answers. Um, what, what would it be for you, Stella? Uh the 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 lamest answer i could say people people that i care about i would say another corgi puppy another corgi screw people i care about another puppy well the reason that i'm stuck in a gargoyle form is because i know that everybody that i love is already safe um for the reasons that i'm staying there but if they were like look a puppy oh well like and and, and a good one as well like a good a good puppy like one i definitely want because i've gone very i've had to i've had to really like almost plate my heart in iron when people because i like people are like oh i've got you like a puppy it's really really cute but because i've spent my entire job making sure that i'm not so emotional when it comes to puppies because otherwise i would be broody for puppies all the goddamn time um I, I would have a very specific set of things that would make me go and that would be a uh, another cardigan corgi puppy and i would be like yes release me that or maybe a creme brulee <laughs> your your standards are very low <laughs> yep yep i'm a very fickle creature uh, to be honest i don't think that i would be very good at staying as a gargoyle anyway i hate staying still i hate yeah, but what no. if you were, it was like with Grace, she's in there with Hudson. Yeah, but the same thing. Like, you know, I spent four weeks with my husband, my husband, my husband, <laughs> my husband um, for the week before America, the two weeks after America, and then also the week waiting for our negative test results so that we could unquarantine ourselves and go back to work. I was ready to kill him. I was <laughs> awful to him uh, we were just not gelling because we both like our own space um i'm a very independent person and i love my husband with all my heart and i absolutely love him he's my best friend 
But at the same time, if I was to be stuck in a cave with him with nothing but my own mind to entertain myself and to tell him stories, there would be a very finite time frame before I was ready to murder him. What if it was like, but this is her meeting Hudson for the first time and building their first bond and then performing trust and everything. Like, that's what took place. I mean, yeah, but... So it would be like when you first met him. Yeah. Well, when I first met him, you've got lots to tell. I've already told Scott all of my memories and and stuff like that. So I'm guessing that it would be a lot harder for me to warrant that time to like, yeah. And also he would get bored. He he would be like, you already know all of my stories. So we would we would play games and we would play like 20 questions and that we would discuss like hide crazy go, hide and go seek life. in the big wide endless void. no <laughs> not those kind of games but like you know like would you rather have this or this and we lo- we love those kind of games like we played them with you but they would they would definitely run out um unless it was a new meeting so yeah if i was to meet my husband again for the first time as a gargoyle then yes that would be absolutely fine <laughs> We got some really weird answers. Um, I thought that of they course were, we did. I thought most of them were going to be Hudson. There, a couple of them were. Um, there were a lot of people that said family. One person said their cats. One person said, "Not going to lie, a trip to Disney World." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, uh, one person said the life of my child. Uh, if the life of my child depended on it, yeah. But then she said, uh-huh. "Not for some foo though." <laughs> <laughs> not, not no fools not no fools uh one person said depends honestly the idea of not being bothered for long periods of time sounds great i'm like you know you do have a point there i have the um so whenever i get overwhelmed i never want to disappear i just want time to stop that i'm like okay i need time to catch up um and I feel like, yes, being a gargoyle would be a great way of doing that. Is that like, I, it, time is frozen for you. That it, it moves at a different speed. But the world still goes on. And I can kind of liken it to when I was at your house. I had two weeks of just bliss. It was great. It, it, it was so I was so relaxed. I wasn't stressed out. We could do kind of whatever we wanted. We could relax. But at the same time, there was that imminent pending doom of the day where I got back and I had all of my life's responsibilities that I hadn't done for two weeks yeah piling up and I think that I would be thinking about that the entire time because that is me that is me that if I'm not doing something I'm not getting ahead and it's just going to be sat there waiting for me at the other end um and yeah I I think that I just I would be very concerned by like how much stuff I just wasn't doing. Yeah, Grace, like... Grace is like 17, though. She doesn't have that yeah. much going on. Yeah. Schoolwork. And she also probably has no idea how much time has passed. That's true. She do- Because she doesn't. When she comes out of the gargoyle, she thinks that it's like... She's like trying to go to class. Yeah. Um. You're hot or not. I feel like this is one of the best polls <laughs> because it's so conflicted. Um, Amber said, hot or not, Jackson puts your socks on for you. <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't like to say that I have a foot fetish because that's not what it is. 
I like my feet to be touched a lot. It's like Same. my one of my favorite things in the whole world. So I have no someone putting the, I mean I've been pregnant. I could not reach my feet when I was pregnant. <laughs> he had to put my socks on for me. I couldn't reach my feet. Um so I it doesn't bother me at all, but I know some people like I've I've dated guys who are like, "Uh, feet. Uh, I can't touch feet. Don't touch my feet. No feet." And I'm just which I think is really, really weird, especially if they're clean. Like, what is it about a foot that, especially a clean foot? Like, I think it's because of the embarrassment of if you have a foot fetish, is very, it is very frowned upon. Um, people don't. It's not even like a laughing fetish issue either, which is which is sad. But hey, but yeah, my my favorite thing in the world as well is when my husband holds my feet really tight. Um. It's like a feeling of warm, like that yeah. compression. Um, but like foot massage, nope. Uh, foot tickle, absolutely not. Putting my socks on, I mean, he does it when I'm like I'm sat really comfortable on the sofa and I've rubbed my feet together to get comfortable, and my sock has kind of come off of my foot, and I go, oh no, 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 my my socks come off, oh no, because a sudden freezing cold oh, foot is awful. We are not, and the he'll same, put my. Then. Oh, he'll put my sock back on, but it's not like a oh my god, do me. No, not at all. My anything, anything with with my feet, like I'm I'm cool <laughs> with anything. There's nothing, nothing that I am not cool with when it comes to feet. I like feet touches. I don't know why. I, I'm just, and I have no disconnect with my feet being any weirder than any other part of me. They're no different than my hands. They're not. They're not gross or dirty or anything. I mean, if you walked around and you had like a foot fungus, like that would be different. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm very self uh, self aware or self aware self conscious of my feet. Like I have always had dry skin on the bottom of my feet, um, and yeah, I I am just very embarrassed if somebody touches them without socks on. I I I. I, I it's like if you're very very conscious of the fact that you have like a really large mole on your back or something like that. And you and you want to wear a low cut top, it's kind of like a just a really self conscious like don't don't touch don't touch my feet because you might put your fingers on them and go ew why do you have such a dry skin? <laughs> um, and I have no idea I have no idea why I have such an issue with it, but I I I do. They have I have to be wearing socks or slippers. What do you think the audience said? <sighs> The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, it's it's not a erotic action in itself, but the fact that he's caring for her and looking after her and is stooping so low as to do an action like that, regardless of what it is or who it's for, he's just doing it because she needs the help, is very flattering yeah flattering and and really adorable and really cute and it like and sometimes that is the kind of like the thing that you ask your husband to do it because you know that you just can't do it and they do it and you feel so honored that they they wouldn't bat an eyelid at it because you're you but if you asked anybody else on the street they would look at you as if you're like Ugh. no yeah 
Like, I know that there, there are definitely some things in my future that I'm probably going to have to ask my husband to help me do that is a very integral and personal part of my private life that I've never, ever had to ask him to do. I know that there's probably going to be a moment where I need to ask him to do it. Um, but warts. Yeah. Well, oh, no, I was going to say, like, <laughs> even th- even things like, um. so I had my COVID booster jab and my flu jab on either arm. Uh, within a few days of each other and I couldn't raise my arms or move my arms back and it was a few days after I had a sports massage for my shoulder and my neck and my back and I also had a cupping session so everything hurt and I couldn't put my own bra on and I had to ask my friend to help me put my bra on Um, and she asked me to help her put her nipple piercing in there is there are certain friends that you know that you have to like they ask you to do something and you look at them and you go you are asking me because there is absolutely no way that you can do it yourself and there is no one else in the world that you could trust right now to do it for you so i am here for you but please don't find it hot because um this is an issue here with friendship we don't speak of this yeah like if if scott helped me put my bra on and then was like yeah i'm really in the mood i'll be like what's wrong with you that was a really caring thing like that was <laughs> that was something that i would like need my mum to help me with like wash my hair or something like i could find that really really romantic in any other point except for the fact that i've really needed help right then to ha- wash my hair yeah all right what 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 did people put so it was 56% for hot, Ooh. 44% for not. So pretty even, actually. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. I, I figured that it would be right in the middle because I know that there are some <laughs> people that are like, ooh, feet's a deal breaker. I, I don't understand it, though. I've. Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's not her feet, it's her socks. Yeah. It was just the fact that she she went all swoon-eyed and gooey over the fact that he was putting her socks on. And I think that that was because she just thought so highly of him as a 17-year-old as well. Like, to think so highly of someone that you don't think that they would be capable of helping you put your socks on was very bizarre to me. Yeah, I think that, that pregnancy must have, uh, it must have, hum- oh, hum- yeah. it must have humbled me because uh, yeah. you you don't, they they see it like they've got to help you with everything like it's mm-hmm. it's they're doing gross things for you because there's no one else that can help you it's by the time you have gotten completely through the pregnancy like you've had 20 people up in your hoo-ha it's, <laughs> it's so i'm like it's like yeah can you can you help me clip my toenails because genuinely there is no way of me putting oh yeah anything oh yeah yeah He's... clipping toenails shaving your legs yeah um putting putting like sanitary towels and things on for you i yeah i'm i'm expecting all of these things but at the same time doesn't mean that i'm gonna ask for them before i am at my absolute limit <laughs> oh yeah absolutely you gotta wait until you have no choice and then it's like you know what it would be so much easier if i just asked for help but there's there are some there are some things that are genuinely that they are written into fiction and they are written into like movies and things like that as a thing that you genuinely need help with like doing the zipper up on a goddamn dress oh my god we don't ask guys to do it 
because it's hot. We do it because we can't do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and it's right in the but spine it, too. Like you can't, yeah. you can't reach that. No, um, but at the same time, someone has decided somewhere that that is something to write in romance. So maybe one day socks being put on might become a new fad. The new hot thing. <laughs> the new zipper. The new zipper. <laughs> socks with the new zipper. Yep. All right, guys, we are done with Crave. Um, next week, you'll get to enjoy the beginning of Crush. Not sure how far we'll get into it, but we'll do at least a couple chapters. Um, in the meantime, big congratulations to Misguided, who was the winner of our Crave podcast giveaway for the holidays. You're going to be getting some goodies from us. Yay! So make sure that you send us a message at Crave Series Aesthetic and also look out this week for the ASMR on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that by searching Crave the Book Podcast on YouTube because the ASMR sessions will only be available on the YouTube channel, not on Spotify or any of our other podcast apps. And plus, subscribing to our YouTube channel helps us out a lot more because in time, hopefully, we can monetize the YouTube channel and... Uh, once we monetize, we'll be able to afford even more of these giveaways. But just keep listening. That helps us out the most. Uh, keep commenting, giving us feedback, sharing the podcast with friends. And uh, yeah, next week we get into our our boy Hutters. And uh, don't forget to look for Crush the Book rather than Crave the Book. Well, it'll still be Crave. It'll be still be Crave the Book. It's just the thumbnails will say Crush the Book. Uh, but yeah, have a look at it because it's a... Uh... I'm excited. Yes. I'm really, really, really excited. Is is Crush is relatively the same size, isn't it? So, um... No, it's longer because the font is longer. Smaller. Oh, that's even worse because <laughs> we're running out of time um, between the release of Court. So, uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy to pace it exactly the same and then just do a special. But at the same time, I think that I might get a bit overzealous and read a lot more than the episode needs <laughs> well i do recall crush there being a lot of parts that we're not going to have a lot of commentary on there's a lot more talking and planning and we don't need to necessarily dedicate full episodes just to talking and planning so we'll just kind mm -hmm. of uh we'll go as needed if, if we deem that uh, a scene is long and we can read a lot of chapters like we'll the ludes yeah. the ludes is probably going to be a very exciting episode yeah, we've got multiple Ludares, uh yeah matches to do episodes on, but we'll probably do like the full. If, even if the match is like five chapters long, we'll do like the the episode just about the match. That way, it's not like six episodes about one match. But well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a fantastic New Year, and we will see you in the New Year with Crush the Book. <gasps> bye bye. Bye bye.